and uh, welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome to drboystv.com. Uh, this is the home for intelligent black people. So it doesn't mean that you have to be intelligent. You just have to want to be intelligent. You have to value uh, growth. You have to value uh, success. You have to value black power. Uh, you have to put black people first. So if you are in that category and you believe that black people <clears throat> should be put at the top of the priority list, uh, then put your hashtag B1 in the chat. Hashtag B1 means that you believe that black people come first. Uh, that's all you got to believe is that black people come first. That's what B1 means. And we believe deeply in the B1 philosophy. And so uh, with that said, as long as we can agree that black people come first, I want to talk a little bit about uh, something that I thought was really interesting. I saw this um, versus battle going on between uh, two really talented artists, uh, <clears throat> one by the name of Young Jeezy, the other one who's not Young Jeezy anymore. I think I think the brother's in his 40s at least. And so he might maybe he's old Jeezy or old geezer or something. But he ain't, he ain't young. He, young Jeezy ain't too young no more. But uh, but it's all good, though. He's very talented. He's really uh, done great in his career. Uh, he's made a you know, made some money, it looks like. And uh, he's um, you know, he, he's he's good. He's 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 uh, very successful. And I have tremendous amount of respect for him and what he has accomplished. Uh, he was also um, in this battle with uh, a guy by the name of Gucci Mane and Gucci Mane. I've watched Gucci Mane for many years. I watched the, I watch rappers really closely because uh, my goal is to understand racism in America and black people and how we can overcome racism. And I know that hip hop is a big part of of, you know, of all of that. Right. Hip hop uh, is heavily influential. Hip hop uh, affects how we think. Hip hop affects what our young people listen to. It affects what a lot of our young people even do, uh, whether people believe that or not. Um, I personally believe that the white man uh, grabbed hip hop. He grabbed hip hop in the 90s and he said, look, we don't need black people rapping about learning or rapping about political power or rapping about wealth or rapping about being successful. Uh, we need them to fill up these penitentiaries. You know, Joe Biden passed that crime bill back in 1994. They could not fill up those prisons. And here's the thing about a prison. You can't really advertise prisons on TV because you're probably not going to get a lot of willing customers. Like you can't run an ad for a prison the same way you advertise like Popeye's chicken or 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 malt liquor or something like that. You, you got to be a little shady with it. You got to be a little slick with it. So basically, when they wanted to advertise prisons, they, they said, you know what? We're not going to advertise prisons. We're going to glorify the trap. We're going to basically get uh, we're going to make sure that the rappers, when we have a bunch of rappers to choose from, we got one guy over here who's rapping about, you know, better yourself. Read a book, black man, start a business, black man, build wealth, black man, love the black woman, black man. <laughs> we're going to put him off the shelf. We're going to push him off the shelf and we're going to start promoting rappers who <clears throat> pretty much give black males a blueprint, a uh, a very deliberate, very specific blueprint for black male self-destruction. We're going to take the very worst of being black. And this happened about 1994, 95, back when Biden uh, put a hundred, put t Biden, Joe Biden put about $10 billion into prison so he could lock up as many black men as possible. And he needed black bodies to fill those prisons. These were the America's concentration camps. So they used hip hop music, which is very intelligent because a lot of black people are stupid. Let's just keep it 100. We get some of our people are just stupid. I'm, I mean, I ain't trying to hate on them, but some of our people are stupid. Let's just give me a yes or no if it's okay for me to say that some of our people are stupid. We try to be nice. We try to believe everybody's going to figure it out. Some people ain't going to figure it out. Some people don't want to figure it out. So they give a, uh, so they use hip-hop music. Let me turn off my heater. Hit the thumbs up button, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up button. All right. So so they, because um, it's about to get heated up in here. We're about to have a, a versus battle. This is black excellence versus white supremacy. This is uh, black intelligence versus uh, collective ignorance. Uh, this is forward progress versus 
uh, tremendous defense <laughs> versus walking backward, right? So we're going to do a versus battle right now. Uh, so maybe it's a Boyce against, you know, T.I. You have T.I. versus T.I.P. Well, you got Boyce against uh, the, the intelligent Boyce against the ignorant Boyce. So let me go ahead and uh, break this down for you real quick. You have um, a black a blueprint for black male self-destruction that is mass promoted through hip hop, a hip hop music industry that is not run by black people. It is controlled by people from the white and or dare I say the Jewish community. Black people are not the ones deciding which artists are going to be out there because if black people were making these decisions. <clears throat> there are a lot of artists, great artists like D1 or Victory Boyd, who will be on your radio every day. Uh, Victory Boyd is such a wonderful singer. She's singing at my wedding. Victory Boyd is such a great singer <clears throat> that she sang for Jay-Z and he signed her on the spot. Kanye West moved Victory and her family out to their ranch in Montana because she was such a talented singer. I don't know if anybody's ever seen this lady sing, but it's amazing. So when you see really talented artists, I'm talking about artists that just can blow the rails off any hip hop song, sing their ass off, but they get no airplay. But yet every other rapper is rapping about selling WAP, uh, killing black people, uh, committing crime so they can go to prison, so they can fill up these Joe Biden concentration camps. Um, disrespecting the black woman at every at every possible turn. So that now we got to spend a whole generation apologizing for all the shit we did to black women. I apologize, black women, for everything that came out. It's 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 really embarrassing right now. Um, uh, and and really really glorifying white supremacy and economic self destruction. Um, you gotta know that this does not happen by accident. This does not happen by accident. So it's a kind of appropriate actually that we're going to talk about Jeezy and Gucci Mane. Because Jeezy and Gucci, man, I, I study rappers. I study the lyrics. I like the music. I really do. I, I've been on The Breakfast Club a bunch of times, right? So you can't go on The Breakfast Club if you don't know what's going on with the rappers. So I listen to them all. So I, And I let myself enjoy the music and appreciate their talent. So Jeezy and Gucci, man, are really real. They made a trillion dollars rapping about the trap, right? It, is, it, is it their fault? It ain't their fault. You know, they, they, they just do what they do, right? And I'm not even hating on them. This is not about Jeezy and Gucci. This is about something bigger than Jeezy and Gucci. This ain't about the rapper. This is about the industry. This ain't about the pond. The, the, about the pond. This is about the people who are playing chess. This is not about the puppet. This is about the puppet master. So I'm looking at the puppet master right now. I'm not really looking at the puppets. So 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 here's the deal. So you, you have this music that is mass promoted that is basically designed to fill up the Joe Biden concentration camps. They need black men to go to prison and they need them to be proud of going to prison. Some people tried to fight back, right? Tupac tried a little bit, right? Tupac was in jail and he was like, don't come here. Do not do this. You do not want to be here. This is not cool. There's nothing cool about going to jail. Anybody remember that? Give me a yes or no if you remember Tupac saying, you do not want to go to jail. This is not the place to be, right? Remember he did all that? Like a public service announcement. And I just need you to kind of process that for a moment. Process this for a second. How is it that your mindset is so fucking backward that you literally need a popular rapper to tell you, that it's not cool to go to prison, that you don't want to go to prison. Who made prison cool in the first place? Who said that it's good to go to a place where some big 300-pound dude is going to try to put his thing in your butt when you go to sleep that night? Like, who said that prison was cool? I need to find that son of a bitch and kick him in his ass. Who told you? Like, why is it that we have to work overtime to get our people to even understand basic things about survival? Rule number one, son, prison ain't cool. You don't want to go to prison, son. Who told you that that was a good thing in the first place? What am I, what, what is going on here? So, so, so go back here. Here's what, here's how we got to the point where we decided that prison was cool. 
when Joe Biden uh, passed the crime bill in 1994, Joe Biden, who's going to be president of the United States, th that everybody that they told y'all to go vote for, they told you to get your booty to the polls and all that other shit, right? So Joe Biden uh, passed the crime bill. I want you to go read that. I anybody who likes facts and information, uh, and this is why this these these things work. These these little tricks, these little stupid pet tricks work is because. We don't. People don't read. People don't. People are like, oh, that's 1994. It doesn't matter, right? And that and that's why they kind of get over on you, right? But go back and see. I want you to see what he wanted to do. He 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 spoke about super predators. He said it doesn't matter what you've gone through. You you know, it doesn't matter if you uh went through an, an abusive experience as a child. It doesn't matter if you were in poverty. It doesn't matter uh what you, you know what what's happened to you to this point. Uh, that basically the goal is to take you out of society. And he also spoke in the term and using language that really reflected the desire to engage in mass extermination of hundreds of thousands of people. Mass extermination, right? You, you know, we had a quarter million people that have gone down, have perished from the virus. Well, he was trying to exterminate hundreds of thousands of you. He was trying to exterminate 500, three, four, 500,000 people. And, uh, and so when these prisons were built, they needed people to go to, to these prisons and they weren't going to send white women. They're, they're not going to send black male or excuse me, white males. Uh, the black man, the black man is, is a great target, right? Everybody already blames him for everything. He's the source of all of America's problems. He's the scariest person in America. So why not go ahead and get paper, go ahead and make this money by getting black men addicted to the trap, right? Getting them addicted to the trap. Well, the big trap was, was these prisons, right? So, so I want to read the definition of what a trap is, right? This is going to get a little deep. Some of y'all, it may be too deep for some of y'all. Some of the shallow-minded Negro naysayers, you're, you're welcome to leave the building, but I'm going to look up, uh, look up the definition of the trap. Okay. So trap, um, a trap is now remember Jeezy and Jeezy and Gucci, you know, they, they were rapping this week about the trap. Everybody loves the trap. The trap is cool. Okay. So I want you, I'm going to read the definition of what a trap is. A trap is a device or enclosure designed to catch and retain animals, typically by allowing entry, but not exit, or by catching hold of a part of the body. Another definition is um, a situation in which people lie in wait to make a surprise attack. So it is a device or enclosure. So it's something that is designed to catch and retain animals. So the black man, give me a yes or no if you agree with me when I say that going all the way back to when they defined you as three-fifths of a human being, the black man has always been seen as an animal. Give me a yes or no if that statement makes sense to you if you think, or if you think I'm just talking crazy. Give me a yes or no if you agree with me if I say that America has always seen the black man as an animal. Uh, I, I want you to give me a yes or no if you agree with that assessment. Okay, I see some yeses. Okay, we're on the same page. Uh, the black man has always been seen as an animal. And what do you do with an animal? When well, you get the animal into the trap, right? You need the animal to be in the trap. And then, and then it really works really well if you get the animal to enjoy being in the trap, right? Not only do I have... So me keeping you in the trap, it's not hard for me to keep you in the trap if you want to be in the trap. If I convince you to go sing songs about how wonderful it is to be in the trap. Like, so so, so it's, it's one thing if I, if, I, if I trick you into going to prison, but it's really cool if I can get you to rap about how great prison is and how your street cred goes up because you did time in prison. Do you follow what I'm saying? Now, this is going to be a little too deep for some people. Some people ain't going to get it. Uh, that's okay because they, they also need to trap your mind. So some of y'all's minds are in the trap and you ain't going to get it. But some of you whose minds want to get, want to get out of the trap, I'm, I'm breaking down what the trap is for you and why we got to that point 
at just precisely at the time that Biden passed that crime bill, that we had millions of black boys growing up glorifying the trap, glorifying going to prison. So here's another part that's really fascinating. It says, uh, so it says, uh, uh, designed to catch and retain animals. A trap also is typically uh, used uh, by allowing or typically created by allowing entry, but not exit or by catching hold of a part of the body. A situation in which people lie in wait to make a surprise attack. So basically, uh, they lie in wait to make a surprise attack on the black man from the time he's born. The goal is we got to get him in the trap. How do we do that? Well, we get first we got to trap his mind. Right. Or maybe we try to get his mother to get an abortion. That's why we put the Planned Parenthood clinics all throughout the communities. These are, that's the first trap. Right. Then the second trap is the educational system. we got to trap his mind, make him a white supremacist. We need him. The best way to defeat an enemy is to turn your enemy into an ally. The best way to defeat an enemy is to turn your enemy into an ally. So not only are we going to defeat the black male, we're going to actually get the black male to be on our team. We want to convince him to do everything that we want to convince him that doing that doing things in our interest is actually doing things in his interest. We want him to think that when he does things for us, that he's doing things for himself. So that's where you get into this whole conversation where you're talking about the vote, right? The black vote. Uh, you know, if you notice who was, who appeared, somebody stayed in the chat for me. Somebody stayed in the chat. Who came to the, uh, when Gucci Mane and, um, and Jeezy got together to do this versus battle and Gucci Mane and Jeezy were about to do, you know, to spend three hours rapping about the trap. And I'm not hating on these guys at all, at all. I promise you. I know people that know these guys, so this is not a diss track at all. I'm not. I'm a professor. I don't do diss tracks, and I'm a terrible rapper. So it takes brilliance to be a great rapper. But who appeared? Who came? Who made a special guest appearance at the Jeezy Gucci Mane versus battle? What politician popped in to to make a special appearance? There you go, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, who has been glorified in media as of late, for saving America. She's, the again, the latest black mammy to go out and save America. Um, there is no response in terms of saying this is what you get in exchange for saving America. Black women saved democracy. They saved the, the Democratic Party, right? Thank you, black people, for saving the Democratic Party again. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong if you voted, you know, if you voted the way you wanted to vote. I'm not judging that. But what I'm saying is that you got to really kind of pause and say, Okay, you're saving America over and over and over again, but give me a yes or no. Are they coming to save you? You know, you, you saved the Democratic Party probably in the last 20 elections. Black people are the last voting block in America. Malcolm X talked about this in 1961. This has been true for 50 years. Black people are the last great voting block in America that can switch elections one way or the other. So you've saved them multiple times. Give me a yes or no. Are they coming to save you? When you're in the trap or you're crying because your son got shot or your son got shot, not just by a cop. Maybe he got shot by another dude. Most of the black, most of the brothers I know that got shot. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I don't know a brother who's been killed by the cops, but I know plenty of brothers who've been killed in the club. I don't know a lot of guys who have been killed by the cops, but I know guys who've been killed by the club. I know guys that have gone to prison in the trap and uh, and gone through all kinds of hell that I wouldn't even dare to even describe in this in this conversation. So 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 give me a yes or no. Are they you're saving them every time? Are they coming to save you? That if they're not coming to save you, 
I don't think they're coming to save you because your community hasn't changed or evolved. You've been doing the same thing over and over and over again. You've been repeating yourself over and over and over again. Every time you show up like the Calvary and you save white people, this is connected to slavery. This goes back to what Dr. Claude Anderson writes about in Poweronomics called meritorious manumission, where slaves were rewarded by saving white people. They were rewarded for coming through for white people when they were having a difficult situation. So you're repeating meritorious manumission. So there's nothing wrong with saving white people if that's what you want to do. I'm not judging that. But I, my question is, where's the reciprocity? Where's the reciprocity? Can you point to reciprocity that shows that they're coming to save you the way they expect you to save them? And if you cannot point to data that proves that, for example, can you show me where your schools are better, your kids are being better educated? Can you show me where your wealth is increasing, where black wealth has skyrocketed instead of the, the real data that shows black people are at the bottom of every single economic chart imaginable and have been there for the last 50 years? Are they saving you by coming through with a $14 trillion reparations package that is going to restore all the urban communities that were ruined when they were stealing your wealth and beating the hell out of your grandparents and taking all their money? So locking them up, putting, putting them in trap, in the trap, putting them in jail so they could go take their land. Are they addressing any of this? So give me a yes or no. You're saving them and that's okay. But are they coming to save you? The answer is no. There's no data you can point to that will show me that they're coming to save you. So here's what I say. I propose this. Maybe your mind is in the trap. Maybe the reason trap music is so relatable to you is because you're in the trap. You see, we think that only poor people can be in the trap. That's not true. I know plenty of rich people who love the trap. I know plenty of educated people who love the trap. I know Negroes who got PhDs, MGs, MDs, JDs, all kinds of education, severely miseducated Negroes who live, who love being in the trap. They are the first ones to post on their Facebook page that black women saved the Democratic Party, but can't post nothing nowhere to say with the, show where the Democratic Party came to save them. That's the part that's a little bit strange to me. And that's the part I will never understand. You see, so so this idea of rapping about it, about being in the trap, I thought about this and and I, I tend to try to think as many layers deeper into the issue as I, as I can so I can really figure out what's going on. I said, this is fat. This is interesting. So we're rapping about the trap. So 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 you, you're talking about music where uh, where people deliberately design the music so they could fill up the Joe Biden, Bill Clinton concentration camps with black males, which was very successful. Many of you give me a yes or no in the chat. If you have anybody in your family, a black male in your family who has done time in prison, give me a yes or no. I'm going to raise both hands. I got a uh, my biological father was in prison. My baby brother went to prison and my uncle, who was my closest mentor, the man who mentored me that I looked up to, who was my guide in life, went to prison. And I cried like a baby because I lost my mentor. A lot of people, a lot of babies cried, you know, and, and then but then you, you will have somebody like a Stacey Abrams. God bless her. I'm not hating on Stacey, but my God, you know, you'll come to me and tell me some nonsense about some illegal immigrant who got taken away from their parents. They don't even fucking live here. They're not even from this country. And you got you expect me to cry for that little kid who just got here who don't even live here. And you ain't crying. You ain't got nothing to say about the millions of black babies who have cried because their daddies were taken away to prison and had terrible things happen to them. That that is that is incredibly um that only makes sense to you if you are either really stupid or absolutely completely delusional. 
You have to be mentally insane for that to make sense to you. You have to literally, you can't not just be a slave. You got to be a super slave for that to make any sense. Your self-esteem has to be literally at negative 12 for you to think it makes sense that they ignore your tears. They ignore the tears of your children, but will cry a damn river for somebody who just got here. If I go to Ecuador, they're not going to cry more for me than they will for citizens of Ecuador. If I go to China, they're not going to put me ahead of the Chinese citizens. The Chinese are B1 all day, except for them it's C1. It's China first. They take care of their own people first. And I'm not making this up. When I was in China, I went to the basketball court and I taught a class in China. I taught uh, I taught students. I taught them finance in China. This is a funny little side note. So one day, one of my students comes up to me, and they they like me. I guess they thought I was a cool teacher or whatever. So they literally came to me, and they were like, he was like, I would like to invite you to play basketball with me and my friends. And now, now I'm going to tell you the truth. That was a little weird to me. You know, as a brother, I grew up playing ball. And you know how you go play basketball. You just show up at the court. You're like, you know, you, so I was like, hey, man, look, I'll, I'll just see you there. You know, and I'll pick next and we can play right. You, you know how it is, right? You just show up and you wait with your ball on the side and you call next and then you get to go in, right? It wasn't like that in China. It wasn't like that in China. First of all, they were terrible basketball players. I was better than every single person I played against. It was really pathetic. But here's the funny thing. If they didn't know who you were, if you wasn't part of the clique, they would not play with you. I sat there and waited. I was like, I got next. They The game ended. I'm waiting to go in the game. And they're looking at me like, why are you on the court? They literally played five on four before they even brought in the, the outsider. I kid you. I'm not making this up. They literally played. I'm like, they're playing five on four. I'm sitting there. I'm the best player out here. And I'm sitting on the side. And y'all haven't even invited me to play. That's when I understood the importance of my student coming to me and formally inviting me to come play with him and his friends. He said, look, that was his way of saying, you're one of us. We're going to give you some of that yellow privilege, right? Because this is our this is our space. You see, so if you're in a space with, with Chinese people, there's yellow privilege. If you choose to live in a space where you're surrounded by white people, there's going to be white privilege. If you surround yourself with your own people, you'll have black privilege. Privilege tends to go to the people who are in the majority in the space within which you operate. That's why you lose so much with this integration nonsense, because they convince you to put yourself in a situation where you're surrounded by white people. And then you whine and complain and are confused when there's white privilege. Well, if if everybody in the room is white except you, then why would you think that there wouldn't be white privilege? Seriously. So what am I saying to you? Why am I bringing all this up? What I'm saying is that 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 if you're talking about people in America, there should be American privilege. It is okay for black Americans, foundational black Americans, say something in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. It's okay for foundational black Americans to say, God damn it, we come first. We have you we don't care. Stop, stop applauding me because I saved America in the election. I don't care. I, oh, I've been saving America for 400 years. I saved America. My ancestors saved America with 250 years of free labor and endured this horrible torture. And you're not even acknowledging that. I'm tired of saving you. Stop, stop congratulating me for being stupid. Stop congratulating me for giving you a free lunch. Stop congratulating me for, for helping you when you ain't helping me. How about this? How about the next time you ask me to come save America? How about I just back up and get a running start and kick you in the nuts? Seriously, like I'm not saving nothing. I'm saving me. I'm putting me first. B1, black first. That's it. That's it. We spent 400 years putting other people in front of ourselves. 
I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing this whole white supremacy thing. I am going to announce my resignation from the Ku Klux Klan because we got black Klansmen who literally are the biggest white supremacists in the world who will be like, Negro, you better show up and save. You better show up and save white folks because they need you. They need you. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm turning in my resignation. If you want me to save you, then you have to save me. And it is utterly fascinating, borderline disgusting, and just downright scary that I have to yell and scream to make that very basic point. You run around tap dancing and and, and bug, bug out like some bug-eyed buffoons excited because you save white people and ain't none of them motherfuckers coming to save you. None of them. And this is not anti-anybody. This is just me saying, what the hell is wrong with us to even think that that even makes sense? So when Jeezy and, and Gucci are rapping about being in the trap, well, that's why that trap is relatable, because most of y'all are in the trap. Most of our people live in the trap. If you think that anything that happened in this election made really perfect sense to you, then you living in the trap. So that's probably why you love the versus battle, because you like, yeah, I love the trap. I'm going to sing about the trap. I glorify the trap. I want to be in the trap. Well, I don't want to be in the trap. The only time I want to talk about the trap is when I'm making a list of all the places I do not want to be. When I make a list of all the things I don't want to experience, the trap will be at the top of the list. I don't want to be in the trap. I don't want to be in the corporate America trap. I don't want to be in the white supremacy trap. I don't want to be in the student loan trap. I don't want to be in the in the in the hood trap. I don't want to be in the, I definitely don't want to be in the prison trap because they got traps for you all, all day long. And if you glorify the trap, then guess what? You're going to get trapped. If you could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share and subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And uh, if you are into solutions, um, if you go to the allblackagenda.com, I listed some resources there that can help you for if you're really trying to empower yourself and empower your family. You can implement the agenda without anybody's permission, without any politician support, without asking for anybody to help you. You can do this on your own. You don't have to wait for black people who can't figure it out. You can do it on your own. I want to see you move forward. So feel free to go to the allblackagenda.com. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe. And also, if you haven't hit the notification bell, whatever channel you're on, if there's a notification bell. Hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live. Please do that. All right. So so here's what I want to ask you this too. So so when you talk about Jeezy and Gucci in this versus battle um, and Stacey Abrams pops in, uh, it, it's real interesting. I was reading exactly what Stacey Abrams talked about, right? So Stacey Abrams was obviously there uh, under this assumption that anybody who's watching that's black must be a Democrat. And so we're here to um, use this opportunity where we're all celebrating and glorifying the trap. We're also going to glorify and celebrate the other political trap that we've been in, which is constantly voting for politicians that care nothing about us, right? This is not debatable. This is something that's absolutely 100% true, right? And I know all the arguments, right? Lesser or two evil, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. All right. So here's what is interesting, right? So Stacey Abrams pops in and I'm sitting here and I'm I'm a financial guy. You know, you guys know I'm a financial expert. So I'm sitting there thinking, wow, somebody paid for this. So Swiss Beats and Timberland, who did the deal that created this versus thing, I'm sitting there thinking, so somebody in the Democratic Party must have wrote a check to y'all because this don't even make no sense. This is awkward and stupid and weird that this that this big, funny looking politician is going to be popping in the middle of a hip hop battle. What the fuck are you doing there, Stacey Abrams? You're, you're not you're, you're you don't exactly come off like somebody who's in young Jeezy's uh, target demographic. Oh, I get it. You're there and they're pretending to like you because somebody wrote a damn check. 
And this is one part of this is another trap. A lot of that a lot of white supremacy happens when they put you in that economic trap. They put you in the economic trap because they know Negroes come cheap. They're sitting there thinking, if we write these Negroes a check, they'll do anything. They'll vote against their own interests. They'll kill their own. They will go pee on their own children if the check is big enough. So let's write a check and let's set it up so that Kamala Harris can pop in like, surprise, y'all. I happen to be here, y'all. Right? So Kamala Harris pops into Monica versus Brandy. And then Stacey Abrams pops into Young Jeezy versus Gucci Mane, looking awkward as hell. And, and it's all about getting you to get your booty to the polls. No, no real explanation regarding what you're really going to get as a community by doing this, right? That's the, the big interesting issue about this, right? There's no sort of, th 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 this is not done in a way where it says we want what's best for black people because we want black people to be fully informed voters who are going to truly do what represents their interests. No, this is, uh, we, we just need y'all to just do what everybody else is telling you to do. You have to go vote for this person. And uh, when we when you ask, like I think Jeezy actually made a terrible mistake during that call. It wasn't Jeezy, it was Gucci. Gucci made a terrible mistake. He made the Ice Cube mistake, which would get your bitch slapped by the Democrats. He said something like, so if you get elected, can y'all clean up my record? He said something like, can, can I get my record clean? And Stacey Abrams did exactly, she did exactly what Joe Biden did to Ice Cube when he went and asked for something for the vote. She said, well, we'll deal we could deal with that later but right now we need to get you to the polls right right that that's what that that's what they say that's a politician tactic politicians love to delay things they love to say okay well we'll, we'll do that later but right now right now y'all we, we we gotta vote we gotta vote y'all right right so so in fact let me see if i can find what what, what stacy abrams said exactly in response to that so let me see here um so she says, I want to I want to thank both of you, especially for the work you've done, encouraging returning citizens from prison to know that they have the right to vote. Um, I've got a younger brother who's in and out of the system. So that's her, her being relatable. Right. She, she wants to be relatable. And I know redemption is real. And I know that the voices that these men and women can bring to our state matter. Thank you for the work that you've done. And then she says, um, let me see here. Uh, wait, wait, where's the part where Gucci Gucci at? Uh, let's see here. Jeezy says, "Thank, uh, that's right. We got you, baby. Let's get it, Georgia. You know we're going to stand up for you. Um, again, saving white people again. That's very important for us, right? Um, and then, uh, oh, and then Gucci Man said, can you wipe my record clean? He said it kind of laughing. And then Stacey Abrams said, that's a job that the governor could do. But we'll have to think about that later. So it's delay, delay, delay. You got to pay attention. When politicians start delaying things, that's their way of saying no. They, they, She's not going to say, no, nah, Negro, we ain't going to wipe your record clean. You got too much shit on your record. No, she's not going to do that. She's going to say, uh, well, well, we'll talk about that later. But then she says, well, right now, we could at least make sure that everyone shows up to vote so we have two senators to make sure we have COVID response and we've got stimulus money coming back to Georgia. Right. So uh, so basically what they do is they use the COVID thing as a cover to keep them from doing anything for black people. This is this is um, it, uh, this is this might be called gaslighting or deflecting where it's like, OK, we, we're going to make COVID. COVID has a Now, by the way, COVID has a 99 percent survival rate. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying this is the fact like 99.9 percent .9 of you are not going to die from COVID. I know that you I know they convinced you that half of y'all going to be dead by the end of this video. I know that they convinced you that you need to go ahead and start writing your own obituary uh, or whatever. And, and, may, and, 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 you know, but, but now, now, mind you, you got to wear your mask. You got to be careful. But I, and I know that they've told you that you're going to be dead by Tuesday. But actually, if you look at the statistics, ninety nine point nine percent of you are not going to die from this thing. 
right? But they've taken it and they've made it into this massive thing. And if I create a massive distraction and a massive deflection, then what that does is when you say, well, what about reparations? They say, no, look at this, look at this, look at this, COVID, we're gonna right? That allows them to avoid dealing with issues that actually matter to a lot of you. Because they're like, well, COVID is now the elephant in the room. So we can't talk about reparations. We can't talk about the other elephant that needs to be in the room, that $14 trillion that you owe us. Seriously. No, we're going to talk about the fact that we want you to believe that you're going to die by next Tuesday and that we're going to save you, that we are your savers, we are your protectors, right? And and we need you to keep us in power. And the number one thing we're going to talk about, pay attention to this too, politicians love to talk about your voting rights like they really gave you some shit. They really love to talk about voting rights like they really gave you something, right? When really they're giving themselves something. I explained to y'all, I broke the game down. Some of y'all, the, the, those that want to get out of the trap will, will understand this. Those who want to stay in the trap are just going to get mad. But here's the game. I, I told you, I'm a financial expert. I have a PhD in this stuff. And it's not a fake PhD. It's not one of those weekend, you know, one of those summer six-week degrees. This is a PhD that took me years to obtain. Here's the deal with politics and voting. The money comes from billionaires and big donors who provide billions of dollars that black people don't have to put candidates up to run for office. They find people that are relatable, like Stacey. You know, she looks a little she looks a little ain't Jemima. Let's just be honest. Right. Kamala Harris looks almost like a white woman. I don't know if she's black or something else. Right. You can debate that all day. But but Kamala, they they, they find the people that you can relate to. Right, the, the avatars of Barack Obama hey, knew how to have the right kind of swag or whatever. So they, they 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 put the money behind the candidate and then they use the rest of the money to market to you, to market that imagery to you. Right. To Just like they marketed hip hop to get you to want to go to prison. Well, they market the politician or they market fear to get you to show up and get your booty to the poll. Right. They need your vote. Your vote is valuable. Right. There's no question about that. People say, well, if your vote wasn't valuable, they wouldn't work so hard to keep you from voting. That's 100 percent true. They need your vote, but they don't need it in the way that you think they, they you're valuable the same way, um, the same way uh, a hooker is to uh, to a man that, that wants some sex. Right. Her stuff is valuable but she's giving it away cheap. So, so she can brag. She can say, Oh my God, I got a whole line of men outside that all want to have sex with me, but she doesn't understand the bigger picture here. They're all there to get something from you, but they ain't giving you nothing back. If all of them are leaving $10 on the dresser, when they get done taking the most valuable part of you, then you must ask yourself, am I getting something out of this transaction? Or do I have such low self-esteem that I think I'm valuable because well, what I have is in high demand? So they need your vote. There's no question about it. So when they get your vote, the politician gets in power and they're like, hmm, who should I take care of? OK, I got two choices. I can either take care of the people who voted for me or I can take care of the people who have the money to trick other people into voting for me. Right. Which do I need more? Do I need the voter or do I need the person who can get me the voter? The billionaire who says, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to go back your candidate and I'm going to take your money away. So they're going to go take care of the billionaire first. They're not going to take care of the voter first. The voter is a puppet. The voter is a pawn. The voter is just a piece of a bigger puzzle. You are a spoke in the wheel, right? So black people are the ultimate spoke in the wheel because black people are the only group of people I've seen in America that go out of their way to attack those who engage in critical thinking. 
The anti-intellectualism in the black community is unbelievable and it is absolutely appalling. Like you will get angry at somebody who literally will be out fighting on your behalf. Like the, the way that, you know, think about this. So, so Stacey Abrams is talking to Gucci Mane and Jeezy because Gucci Mane and Jeezy are being paid by Versus who got paid by the Democratic Party to bring Stacey Abrams but onto this show. Why in the hell, why else would a damn, would a, would, a, would Stacey Abrams even be there, right? Uh, so, so Stacey Abrams uh, is there talking to Gucci, Gucci and Jeezy. She's real comfortable, except for when Jeezy asks her to actually do something for the vote. Then she says, oh, we'll do that later, but now we need you to vote, right? That's predictable. That's exactly what happened to Ice Cube. When Ice Cube went to talk to Joe Biden, the number one thing they told him was, well, we'll do that later. We'll get to that later. But right now we need you to just kind of play ball. We need you to go vote. Thank God Cube is actually smart enough. He, his mind is not in the trap. Thank God that this brother's smart enough to say, no, we're not going to wait till later. We need you all to do something now because right now leverage is in my favor. I ha We have the leverage. So we need you all to move right now. Right. So so here's the here's the interesting thing. So so she's talking to Gucci and Jeezy. She's real comfortable with that. But I bet you she wouldn't be comfortable having that same conversation with Ice Cube. I bet you that she wouldn't sit down and as down and as cool as she wanted to be that night talking to Gucci and Jeezy. I bet you she wouldn't want to talk to Ice Cube. And it's for one fundamental reason. Ice Cube would simply ask a basic, simple question and say, what are we what what are we getting out of the deal? What is the black community going to get? What tangibles can you deliver? What big checks can you write? Well, no, we're, we're gonna we're gonna save you from COVID. No, 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 no. That's okay. I, I I wear my mask. I sanitize. Um, I keep my immune system up. So I don't I don't need that. I appreciate that. That's cool. But y'all was gonna do that anyway. What specific thing are you gonna do for the black community so that we can proudly and happily vote for you? And not just say that the reason we're happy we voted for you is that we got yet another opportunity to save our oppressors from themselves. Because y'all know what it is. America is insane and half the white people have lost their damn mind. They are here fighting in the streets over Trump versus Biden and getting into this gang affiliation that's, that's ridiculous. And black folks are picking a side. I don't think we have to pick a side. And if you're going to pick a side, then at least be, have enough sense to pick your own damn side. Pick your own side. Be team black people. Maybe you can start there and then and then pick a side. But 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 going beyond that, it doesn't make any sense. So let me go ahead and um. And, 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 and finish this up. Uh, I want to make it 100% clear. This is not a diss on Jeezy. This is not a diss on Gucci. I know people that know these guys. I've never met them. I may never meet them. I really don't care one way or the other. Uh, but, but I don't really want them to think that I'm saying that there's anything wrong with these two guys or anything wrong with trap music or any of that, right? Because, uh, because again, the anti-intellectualism is strong. And uh, next thing you know, people are mad at you because they think you hate all the rappers or whatever. I go through that. I get Rappers will call me and, and say, come on, Doc, we don't, we don't want people to think that you hate rappers. I'm like, what are you talking about? I love rap. Rap music is great. It's brilliant. But but I but I don't I just don't like bullshit. I'm tired of the same nonsense. I'm tired of living in the trap. I'm tired of living in this trap where you have a repetitive reality over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, over and over and over and over and over again. Every election, they get you to do the same damn thing. They get you spending your money with the same damn people. They get you giving your energy to the same damn nonsense and believing in the same damn systems that get you the same damn results. At what point? At what point are we going to rise up out of the trap? At what point are we going? I mean, why is it? I mean, think, think it, is, it is just I mean, imagine Malcolm X has to be rolling over in his grave to see that his great grandchildren 
are dealing with the exact same issues that he was talking about in 1962. How crazy and backward do you have to be to literally keep living that same reality over and over and over again? He, he would feel terrible about that. So, so, so that's it. That's all I got to say. Um, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dissing anybody, but I got to tell the truth. And uh, when I saw this and I, I thought about this and I think about stuff all the time and I, I was, I saw Gucci and Jeezy and everybody sharing it on the timeline. And I'm thinking, man, it would be really cool to be as popular as a rapper because black people, we love rap. We don't necessarily love books. If we love books as much as we love rap, then shit, we would dominate the world. If we love building businesses as much as we love listening to our favorite trap music, then shoot, we would be killing the game. If we loved, if we loved, you know, building wealth and raising our kids right as much as we love football and basketball and all this other and glorifying celebrities, we, we couldn't be stopped, right? So, so I'm sitting here. So part of me is a little bit of a hater. So part of me is sitting back and thinking, thinking, man. Gosh, you know, if I could, if I had 10 seconds to take that attention that they're putting on this music and put that attention on our liberation, we could do some amazing things together. But you know what? I'll never be a rapper. I'll never be the cool guy. I'll always be the nerd. I'll always be the outcast. But God damn it. You know what? I am really proud to be an outcast of a culture that is built on self-destruction. I am very happy that the best thing that ever happened to me was as I was growing up, I was not the cool kid. I didn't really fit in. I didn't know how to dance. I didn't know how to do. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't drink. I didn't know how to drink. I didn't know how to pick up the liquor bottle. I, di I didn't have all the stuff that people have stereotypically associated with what it means to be a black man. I didn't have any of those things. And I scrutinized that. I saw that, you know, I saw my uncles all becoming alcoholics and some of them dying from alcohol. And I said, I said, man, I don't want to do that shit. You know, I saw my boys when I was in college who wasn't studying and who were joining frats and getting hooked on liquor and drugs and, and, and failing all their tests. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to be in the trap, you know, when I, when I don't have any skill. You know, I saw guys getting caught up with baby mamas and STDs and, and got 10 kids they can't take care of. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to fall into the child support trap. And so the thing about it that you got to understand is that that they promote black male self-destruction on an absolutely epic level. And they get you to the point that everything that's wrong, you really think that everything that's wrong is actually right. You look up to all the things that you should not be looking up to at all. Right. And, and when somebody like me comes along and says that for some people, it's such a shock to their system. It's so different from what the rest of the world is saying that they reject it immediately and they think you're, you're just being a hater. Well, you know, I don't know what I sound like. Maybe I am a hater, but you know what? Um, I want to definitely at least be here for the people who see the same things that I'm seeing, who want something different, who don't want to be in the trap. So whatever the trap is to you, get out of the damn thing. Learn how to think differently. Learn how to think for yourself. Do not follow the crowd because the crowd is filled with sheep who make terrible fucking decisions. That's all I just got to say about that. So I got to go. <clears throat> um, have a good night. And uh, by the way, I've, I found this app called Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. -E and it's actually better than um, Twitter uh, because it actually allows freedom of speech. I don't like being in the Twitter trap either where they, they feel like they can police what you say and they kick Farrakhan off and all that. Uh, well, I, I joined Parler. Now, a lot of conservatives join, but I don't, and I don't care about that. I joined it because I like to be able to say what I want. So you can actually follow me on Parler at Dr. Boyce Watkins, and, and I'll follow as many of you back as I can. And I think that might be a good place to have a conversation. It's not Black-owned, but I do like it. I mean, if you're going to follow me on Twitter, you might as well follow me on Parler. So feel free to go take a look. And, uh, and also, uh, don't forget that uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, 
we were showing uh, one of our films. We're, we're building black movies and a black movie industry. So our new film is called Happy, H-A-P-I. Uh, it's directed by Taki Grant. He spent four years making this movie, five years actually. And he shows how modern economics all throughout the world originated in ancient Africa. So he travels to Egypt. He travels to West Africa. He goes to Europe. He goes to New York, Chicago, et cetera. Um, I'm in the film, Professor James Small, Sharif Abdul-Malik, uh, and a lot of other amazing people, Dr. Julianne Malvo. Uh, the list goes on and on. So if you want to join us for the premiere, you can go to blackmovienight.net. That's blackmovienight.net. So feel free to go to blackmovienight.net and get your pass. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. And again, no disrespect to Jeezy and Gucci. You're very talented. I think what you, you know, I think you guys are great, but shit, man, we, we, we gotta, we gotta get out of this glorification of the trap. Because uh, the trap, if you ever want to be depressed and unhappy, then put yourself in a trap. Put yourself in a situation that you can't get out of. Uh, actually, this is actually true. They did a study on rats and they found that rats that, that suffered from depression the most were rats that were in a trap. So what they did was they, the experiment was they would shock the rats and the rats couldn't make the shocks go away. So one group of rats, they gave them, they gave them an exit from the trap. They basically set something up where they could pull a lever and make the electric shock, make the pain go away. The other group of rats, they had no solution. They, they were just stuck, stuck in the, in the trap. These rats, the rats in the second group, actually, when they measured the serotonin in their brain, that's how they measure depression, that those rats were far more depressed than the rats who actually knew how to get out of the trap. So where does this translate into human beings? Well, black people actually have the highest rates of depression of any group of people in America. Did y'all know that? Tell me if you knew that or not. Black people actually have the highest rates of depression of any group of people in America. Well, the number one reason that so many millions of black people struggle with depression is because they are in the trap. So when you hear people talking about the trap, rapping about the trap, glorifying the trap, glorifying and, and, and being in the trap at different education levels, talking about the, whether it's the student loan trap, whether it's the corporate America corporate plantation trap or the bad relationship trap or or the Democratic Party trap or whatever the trap is. Or, or the psychological traps they put us in, the obesity, unhealthy food trap, right? Anybody that's in that trap has a higher likelihood of being depressed. So if you ever want to make yourself happy, if you want to find your bliss and find your happiness, then you search for what your ancestors wanted. Your ancestors did not die for you to vote. That's some old bullshit. Your ancestors died for you to have freedom. Freedom basically means you're free from the trap. Freedom will give you happiness. Freedom will help you find your bliss. I cannot tell you how to find that. You have to find that for yourself, but I can definitely tell you that the best way to not find freedom is to do what everybody else is doing, because right now, a whole lot of people out here are just stuck on stupid, and I want to encourage you to have the courage to get out of the trap. Got it? Makes sense? Give me a yes or no if that makes sense. All right, so um, I'm out of here. I'm out of here, guys. Uh, hit the thumbs up button. Hit that notification bell. If you Even if you subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live. And here's one more URL. The Black Wealth Calendar is out for 2021. It has black economic principles on it. So if you like a Black Wealth Calendar, feel free to go to blackwealthcalendar.com. They're on sale. So feel free to take a look. <clears throat> All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Be good. Peace.